when I posted about like, hey, this woman read five of my books in two days. I was her weekend. Like, hopefully she got some pizza and wine in there. I don't know. She might have just like chilled with my books. Thanks for hanging out with Anna for so long. Welcome to A Book in a Dream with Megan O'Russell, an author's adventure in writing, reading, and being an epic fangirl. Hello, my name is Megan O'Russell, and welcome to episode 62 of A Book and a Dream. Being an author can sort of feel like you're floating alone in the universe, which is crazy because there are literally millions of books just on Amazon, so clearly we're not alone. But it can feel like it. It can feel like you're sort of shouting into the void and you're not sure if anyone is actually hearing you. But there are a few ways to tell if you have an audience and if you're affecting the audience. But before we get to the good part of knowing that you're not alone, let's go through a few sad facts slash statistics about books. Now, the numbers vary depending on the resource, but it is generally agreed that only about 50% of people who buy books will actually end up finishing that book. Yeah, sometimes that's because they didn't even ever open it, and sometimes that's because they got a few pages in and got distracted. Now, if they're going to buy your book and they're not ever going to open it, there's really not much you can do about it. On the plus side, you get to keep their money. On the minus side, they're never going to know what you wrote. They're just there for the cover. And I will admit, I am kind of a book hoarder. I do have some books that I've never actually opened, It's not great, but you hope that if someone buys your book, it's because they read the first chapter or the back matter and they really want to read it. So the first thing you have to get past, the first hurdle, if you will, is just getting them to actually start reading the book. Then you as an author have to make sure that you maintain their attention long enough to pull them through the whole story, the 200, 600, in some cases, 900 pages of the story. And theoretically, if it's a series, you have to get them to go farther than that. So hurdle number two, well, actually, well, first you got them to buy the book, but we're going to call that all marketing. That's all marketing. We're going to, that's a different issue. So the first hurdle is to get them to start. The second hurdle is to get them to finish. Okay, if you manage to get your readers that far, statistically speaking, you're doing really well. Congratulations, good for you, someone read your whole book. And from there, there are a couple different aims. The first aim would, of course, be to get them to continue with the series. So to buy book two, book two, three, four, books two through 18, I don't know, how big is your series? But you want them to keep reading. You also want them to leave you a review. Most people fixate on Amazon and Goodreads. I'm not a Goodreads fan. It's like the lunchroom in junior high. People are mean just because they can be. But you want people to leave you reviews. And those reviews are how you can tell that someone finished your book. Or if they give you a big did not finish, a DNF, and say nasty things about you, then you'll know that they're part of the percentage that didn't finish your book. So you can find out through reviews. You can also find out through read-through. So let's say that, you know, eight people bought your book one, seven people bought book two. You're doing an amazing job. Not only did people buy, open, and finish the book, they want to keep going. Good for you. So if you get them to continue with the series, you're great. But there's still this elusive unicorn of a reader that we authors who constantly feel like we're shouting into the void are always searching for. It's the reader 
who tells us themselves that they read the series, that they liked the series. And that can be through something like leaving a review on leaving a review on the final book in the series. It can be if you have a complete collection, leaving a review on the complete collection. Those are great ways for authors to find out that readers finished and enjoyed their work, or even that they didn't enjoy their work, but they didn't enjoy it and still made it through the whole series. And that's still kind of winning. But beyond the unicorn reader who finishes and reviews a book, there's like a a prince, a crown prince unicorn. And that's the person who actually says something about it on social media. So they're the person who posts a bookstagram picture of it or says something nice about it you on Twitter and tags you. Or sometimes I have really nice people saying cool things about my books on my own Facebook ads. So I can find those and I have that social proof from those crown prince unicorn readers. And then you have the people who go even farther than that, who go beyond social media and who become active advocates for your work. And those are the people who aren't, you know, oh, I saw this picture and it's your ad and I commented something nice or I just finished this. Here's my bookstagram. Those are the people who actually advocate for your work, who pop up tagging you in something where someone's like, I don't know what to read next. And they say, ooh, you got to read this book by this person. And you see yourself tagged in the bookstagram post or the Twitter or somewhere on Facebook. And you're like, this is amazing. Those are the queen unicorns. Those are the people who have gone out of their way to advocate for your work to their friends. So that means that they're putting their reputation as a reader on the line by advocating for your work. Because if they say, hey, you know, you're going to love Megan O'Russell's next book, and then that person is like, no one's going to ever listen to them again. So they're putting their reputation on the line for you. Now, having readers go anywhere beyond just buying and finishing the series, which again is like a lot of steps to get them through, is a really big ask. And it's not something that you really look for in a lot of other industries. I'm a theater person, so I'll go back to that similarity. But you know someone really loves your theater if they have season tickets. Well, how many people have season tickets and come to see everything that you do? That's really easy. You go into the computer system and you pull up the list. There is nothing like that for authors. Like, sure, I have a mailing list and I know how many thousands of people want to get my newsletter, but I don't know how many of them actually actively buy every book that I have. There is no way for me to do that because I don't have their names. Amazon does not give me that information, which they shouldn't. They should not give me that information. I don't want that kind of responsibility. But there is no way for me to pull up a database and say, oh, you know, these thousands of people have season tickets and they're going to come no matter what I do. That information doesn't exist. It would be the same with people who have catalog purchases that you're mailing things to your house or those frequent purchase cards at the makeup store or whatever, they all have data because they're working directly with their customers. But because we as authors, unless you're like really fancy and sell on your website, which still that's not going to count for all your book sales, we're all dealing with vendors. So there's really not a way for us to know if we have super fans unless the super fans reach out to us. And again, that can be social media. That can be email emailing your favorite author. And sometimes there are random little wonderful things that happen that you have no idea where they came from. Because again, I have no way to know who my readers are unless they reach out to me. 
So there were two things this week, which were both very cool and also because imposter syndrome made me like super uncomfortable and want to hide in a corner for a while. One of them, someone posted something about one of my books. I have no idea what this was. I tried to Google it. I don't know what platform it was. I don't know if it was a blog. I don't know a news story, a social media post. I have no idea how this happened. But all of a sudden, downloads on one of my books just skyrocketed. I woke up and it was a lot. And it kept going throughout the day. I have no idea where that came from. So if you're the person who has said something very nice about my book and, you know, caused all these downloads, thanks. I have no way of knowing what happened. But thank you. Also, on one of my ads, someone commented that they had read the entire Anna Vilbrea series and Inker and Crown in two days. Five of my books in two days. So those were both great, like, unicorn moments where it's like, well... I know I'm not alone because people are actively either talking about me, and it's got to be nice because people are downloading it, or are reaching out to me. And both of those things are huge. They're amazing. And these magical unicorn moments are not only cool because of the interaction I got with the one reader and the, well, thank you, universe, for the other reader, but also because when I posted about like, hey, this woman read five of my books in two days. I was her weekend. Like, hopefully she got some pizza and wine in there. I don't know. She might have just like chilled with my books. Thanks for hanging out with Anna for so long. But I posted that on my personal Facebook page and people I didn't know read my books were commenting about my books. So it created more of those connection moments where it's like, oh, people Actually, they don't just, like, buy my books and, like, put them somewhere so that they look cool. Like, they actually actively read and enjoy them. That's nice to know that there are people behind the sales numbers. And that is very important, not only for the spreading of word of mouth and for social proof, because people who have known me, but they're like, man, Megan's an actor. I don't want to read her books. She's just an actor. Them seeing all of these people commenting on my post on my personal page could be like, oh, wait, She is a real big kid author. Maybe I should give that a try. So that's helpful social proof for me that people are saying, oh, yes, we love your books. So thank you, all those people. I appreciate you. It's also very helpful for validation for me, which is a funny thing coming for me because validation gives me worse imposter syndrome and I become a little turtle and want to hide away. But it, it is nice to know that people do like my things and that I'm not just, you know, wasting my time throwing hundreds of thousands of words out there every year. People actively seek and are waiting for the next installment of my books. So that's great. That's some lovely validation. It's not bad for income either. Thank you for whoever spread the word and got all those downloads coming in. I appreciate that income that I got from you. But mostly it's important because it proves that there are people on the other side of the upload button. I write a book. I upload it to a website. It could be bots. I mean, they'd be bots who are wasting a lot of money, but it could be bots who are buying my books. I have no way to know. So the proof that I am connecting across the void with fellow human beings is amazing. And I'm not the only author that feels that way. It's actually pretty common for people to be like, I have sales. I don't know if I have readers, but I have sales. So I would encourage you, if you're a reader, to... Put up a bookstagram post of your new favorite read. It doesn't matter if it's perfect. Tag that author. They're going to love it. Send them a tweet. Email them from their website. 
Post to your friends, hey, I like this book. Be brave. Let your reputation be on the line when you push your favorite author. Because those things are going to prove to authors that there are people out there who are reading their books and it's going to keep them writing longer. So if you want more books from an author, encourage them. Because a lot of people just pack it in and run away because it is lonely to spend all your time with a computer and the imaginary people in your head. It is very lonely. And if you're an author, know that you are not screaming into the void. And it's probably not bots who are making all of those Amazon purchases. Even if you never hear from their reader, your readers and you're struggling to get reviews, if you are making sales and it's not just your mother buying all your books, you do have readers. Because people are cheap and they would not buy your books just to make you feel good. Someone is reading them, even if you don't know about it. I promise you. And for all the people who are like, I'm not a reader and I'm not an author. I don't know how you found this podcast, but thank you for being here. Welcome. And this doesn't just apply to books. If you love the local pizza place, leave them a review. Give them a shout out on their Facebook page. If you love the local movie theater that's been struggling, give them a shout out. Basically, any small business, if you say something nice about them and they get to hear it, they're going to be so happy. It has been a tough year for everyone. If you don't have money to go out and eat, if you don't have money to buy books even, it, there are some people who can't spare who can't spare $4.99 right now. It's sad, but it's true. Then leave them a review, or even if not a review, a tweet, a Facebook post, anything, a little thank you note, post it to their door with a little piece of tape, whatever it is. Tell the people who you like their business that you like it because it is going to make their day and it is going to make the fight to keep going in this unprecedented time worth it for them. So see, it relates to non authors and readers too. Again, don't know how you found me, but welcome. Thanks for being here. Until next time, which will hopefully happen, the podcast web host I use is being hacked and invaded. This might go up late. I don't really understand website invasions, but apparently there are bad things happening. I've gotten four emails and a bunch of tweets about how there are bad things happening with my web host for the podcast. Don't worry, you're not in danger, but this may be up late. We'll see how it goes. And hopefully that will be over by next week. And I will see slash speak to you all again then. In the meantime, stay safe. If you're up north, stay warm. Yeah. And just tell someone that you appreciate their work because that little bit of connection makes all the difference. Mm-hmm.